Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 165, Gotta Get Green, part two. I learned a new word this week. Solastalgia is a feeling of significant emotional distress caused by tangible losses to one's home and immediate surroundings. Think tornadoes, fires, floods, drought, earthquakes, tsunamis, causing incredible and irreparable damage to your neighborhood and home space, be that an apartment, mobile home, or mansion. It's distinguished from climate grief because solastalgia is in-your-face personal, the sadness of environmental losses to which one is directly attached. Tectonic-sized climate shifts are not lurking on some 30-year distant horizon, They are present here and now if we're really paying attention. Yet the pace of governmental and bureaucratic change continues to lag, mired down by complex issues, tangled approaches, perfunctory policies, and the usual suspects when groups of humans larger than a tribe sized 75 try to get anything done. Structural and systemic change is critical, but so is individual action. I can't permit my disappointment in the powers that be to waste time languaging in guilt, regrets, and other forms of what-ifs. I need to demystify the notion of being an activist. One doesn't have to know everything in terms of science, policy, or even solutions. Make the difference that I can with some of my time, energy, and money. I want to move beyond groupthink to find ways to color outside the lines. The fog of my dilemma is this. I want what I want when I want it, and the bigger picture of what destruction has been wrought to get it to me quickly fades into the background, if it were even present at all. In all fairness, perhaps if the connections were clearer between consumer goods and the social and ecological damage it took to produce them, then personal and collective shifts would more easily occur. The images of polluting mining pits or of poor African children sifting through electronic graveyards to harvest precious metals needed for my computer or cell phone does not remain long in my awareness. The goal here with individual action is to improve quality of life while walking more gently on the planet, to live a life in alignment with the earth, and to activate Atma Viktu, the breath of life the creative impulse to help me do so. I find myself wanting fresh approaches, like Neva Achanta, a 25-year-old who offers bite-sized activism tips. Check out soapboxproject.org. A couple of examples she covers in her newsletter, manage my own food waste, support banks, credit cards, and companies that are not invested in fossil fuels. The concept of sustainable finance can be a high-impact individual action. Strengthen the local gift economy rather than demand the deprivation-laden buy-nothing approach. Choose every day to do some small thing that contributes to the better world we all want. I was also inspired when I read recently about (coughs) Kochakorn Vorkam, a young Thai landscape architect whose firm Land Process focuses on social and environmental transformation through projects like canal gardens, water storing parks, and rooftop farms. Their focus is on tailoring solutions locally in harmony with place and culture. A major 11-acre park in central Bangkok worth 70 million U.S. dollars was designed with the idea that it will flood 
and so it was built to store water during those times. A very Zen Aikido approach to blending with what is actually happening, rather than a more fear-based construct bigger and stronger dams to try to keep the water out. Kocha Korn states that the concept was partly inspired from the idea of monkey cheeks. A monkey sometimes stores his food in his cheeks and then eats it when he's hungry. The park represents a monkey cheek for water in the city. (laughs) I love it. And any good activist worth their salt knows that if you really want to get something done, get a bunch of moms mad. Think infant car seats, drunk driving, and sensible gun laws. Hats off to sciencemoms.com, who state, quote, We're a nonpartisan group of climate scientists who are also mothers working to demystify climate change, talk honestly about its effects on our families, and give moms the info they need to help preserve the world for their kids. Close quote. The national group Moms Clean Air Force are working on multiple fronts chemicals in household products, fracking and pollution from methane, which is the largest component of natural gas, and environmental justice issues via local chapters of Eco Madres. New Mexico has one. From playgrounds and farmers markets to corporate boardrooms, moms are escalating their demands for change for the sake of the children. It is certainly easy at times to believe the whole planet is going to hell in a handbasket. Ah, that allegorical locution of unclear origin, meaning basically that a situation is rapidly deteriorating on a course for disaster. In the 19th century, the phrase might have gained popularity with the American gold rush of the 1840s, where men were lowered by hand in baskets down mining shafts to set explosives, with possible deadly consequences. Another theory states this phrase came into general use during the chaotic battles of the American Civil War. Yet a different belief is that the origin of the phrase derives from the use of handbaskets in the guillotining method of capital punishment. Finally, some sources suggest that handbasket is just an alliterative intensifier with no special meaning, as in sheep should sleep in a shed. Humans are psychologically vulnerable, physiologically fragile, and it doesn't take much to realize the precarious nature of our existence. I personally feel the need to awaken from my civilized slumber and be part of the solution wherever I can create it. Thanks as always for listening, and remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.